listen and subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to Blurred Lines. This is your man, Cam. With me, as always, is... The other Cam, the last action Negro, the Woko Kaji, the most respected hater on the planet Earth and the galaxy. As well as... Hey, yo, this is Josh, a.k.a. the Dark Lord of the Caribbean Sith, known as Dark Coconut. And always trying to keep us a little bit more villainy. This is Lord Professor D of the House Morgoth, second of my name, speaker of the nerds, scourge of imbeciles, and breaker of pop culture and mediocre chains. And we are here talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And was it Quantumania in the in the Quantumania? You know what it's called in the in the multiverse of the of the uh, of the Jonathan Majors. (laughs) It's uh, you know, I I I don't even know. First of all, I'm like, why is there so many syllables? I don't understand that part. Second, what what is going on? Anyways, so yes, we are here, and we are talking about the latest Ant Man movie that came out, the latest entry from the MCU, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Uh, this is the third Ant-Man film. We all watched it. And, uh, yeah. For a little more context, which this is supposed to be the first of phase, which which number? I, I've, yes. I, I believe. I believe. Five, this, I, five, yes. Because I didn't I want to say I wanted to say six, but then I was like, I'm probably wrong. Okay. Yes. So, so, yeah. So, five. Okay. World, World Wakanda was the wrap up of phase four, supposedly. Okay. Four, this is okay. supposed to be the beginning of phase five. We have introduced uh, Kang the Conqueror as our big bad, played by Jonathan Majors, who was acting the hell out of a really shitty strip. And I salute him for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, fellas, what's your. Well, how how are we doing there, guys? <laughs> Which one you want first? You want the you want the you want you know the, the let's let's let me give me give me the hard way. Everybody, everybody, come in and we'll say one positive thing in the movie, and then we'll get to the realness. No, because it's, it's only one positive. Like so Josh, yeah, Josh, <laughs> you start off because you're probably more a little bit more optimistic. Yeah. About yeah. It. All right. So I'll say the yeah the only positive of the movie. Uh, of course, the man Jonathan Majors out here freaking acting Shakespearean in a in a in a Marvel movie. <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, from a aesthetic standpoint, I actually liked uh, his the the design for Kang. I thought it was really dope. Um, they did a pretty good job of translating this comic kind of weird uh, design into like live action. It was actually it actually worked better than I thought it would. Um, Jonathan Majors definitely was doing his thing. I think that part was dope. But like, you can. You can act really well in an off of a shitty strip and a not a good movie. Hey, and I hey, think hey, positives, positives. <laughs> sorry, sorry, positives, positives. Um, I liked a lot of the design aesthetics, like how they, they portrayed uh, you know, the quantum realm. I thought that was dope. And I then I always say, like, yeah, those are my two things. I think Jonathan Majors did a freaking awesome job. And I think like the design of everything in the background and all that kind of stuff, like from an artist standpoint, was actually done really well, production design. Um and then, yeah, those are my two like positives. And then uh, I don't know if anyone else is positives because we can get to the real stuff. Yeah, I please. Okay. I enjoyed Paul Rudd as Ant Man um, and Jonathan Majors as as doing what he was trying to do. 
Um, I think the, the, the comedy aspect of Ant-Man still works, that levity, um, not taking itself too serious, that still worked for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Josh? Uh, obviously, Jonathan Majors. Um, <clears throat> um, the production design was through the roof. It just, it, it really, uh, the visuals were very eye-popping, um, despite the fact that they were <clears throat> despite, oh, no, I'm going to keep it positive. I'm not going to give the despites. I'll hold it until we go on the other end. Um, but yeah, I would say Jonathan Majors, the production design, and since we got um, Oh, really? Uh, nice um, show. Yeah, we did. Um, and then Cam, do you have any other uh, <laughs> positive <laughs> I, I will say this: uh, Kang in the comics looks goofy, and they did make his costume in the movies a little bit more uh, cool looking. Um, the costume mm-hmm. designs were cool for Kang. Uh, the world—I don't want to say the world building the 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 world of the uh, quantum realm looked cool. And also, I am not familiar with how it looked in the previous movies or in the. Uh, deleted scene so i was like oh this looks interesting you know what i'm saying but like i said it, it was cool to see othello playing in a marvel movie as your big bad because i thought <laughs> jonathan majors did you know feel like a, a shakespeare character playing this role um and the cool mm-hmm. thing was he was vastly different from the character he played in loki he who remains uh so it's like mm-hmm. two different variants and you get to see the difference and I'll be uh spoiler alert the other variants there's one particular variant that I want to see when Loki season two comes out that I want to check out and see how he plays this Kang variant. <coughs> um but yeah well, which one are, may as well just drop it the the uh, scientist the whatever Victor Victor Timely Victor Timely, yeah, Victor Timely, yeah. Victor Timely is supposed to be yeah. Loki season yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like. I like. Yeah, I'm I, shocked I, I, they I went there with that. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. Uh, oh, uh, one other positive. Um, uh, the portrayal of the Council of Kings at the end was. It definitely got me hyped for what comes next. Yeah, and I heard about that. I unfortunately lost patience, so I didn't see it. But I I know that it happened. Um, and it was good. You know, I think the when showcasing Jonathan Majors was the right way to go because he mm-hmm. he shows that he ha- he can go in different ranges and um in his performance. Um the the yeah, were we continuing on positives? Because I don't want <laughs> to want to to dive into what I was gonna say about the script and and why. It was a struggle for Mr. Majors to actually pull that out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's enough positives now. We did a good solid five minutes. We did some good di- due diligence. All right, let's <laughs> we did a whole five minutes of positives because the rest yep. of it ain't gonna be that. Yeah, <laughs> it will not. So will so not. now so now we can get to the, the actual negatives. Um I let's let's break it up. We can break it up. We'll start mm-hmm. with the script since I think that'll be the that'll be the bulk of our uh of our disdain i'll go a little bit first um it just first of all let's give a little background the writer this the, this is the writer's first major film this is a feature film uh 
debut. He was a writer on Nick, uh, Rick and Morty. He has done um, some comics before, and he the majority of his stuff was more mostly live uh, action stuff, Emmys, uh, Academy Awards, that kind of stuff. This was gonna be like so. This was his very first like you know feature film. That doesn't mean that you know he couldn't do it, but that's just the context of what you know we were starting from. Um, that being said, <laughs> it showed. Uh, yeah, it one hundred percent showed. It was, yeah, it was it was rough. Rough is rough is the best way I can put it. Uh, I'll start off because there was a few things. Again, I came in this movie fresh, didn't watch the first two. Um, so I want by doing that, I wanted to see if this movie could stand on its own. And I've come to the conclusion that if you don't follow the Marvel phases, this will be you will be lost. Um, and I was still kind of lost. You're right. But again, this is what Marvel's done, so it does pay to be familiar with the previous work and the connections all being made. Um, <clears throat> but I was hoping that this movie could stand on its own, and you can leave. You can be like, "Hey, I can recommend this movie for somebody that's not even seen it." That's how good it is. Unfortunately, it's not that. Um, the title alone, I have issues with, and this goes into poor writing. Uh, it's called Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. There was no wasps, like. I don't understand mm-hmm. what the part of the wasp was. I didn't understand. I didn't know the daughter was super smart all of a sudden. Like, I didn't, again, maybe I wasn't familiar with the other two movies, but I was like, when did she become a genius? Uh, and I guess the motivation between uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, I was like, why she didn't explain this to him before? And I was like, okay, maybe it's like a PTSD thing. You know, I'm, I'm trying to give her some cops and bills. I was like, mm-hmm. if this was all familiar, because she did say, why you just didn't ask me? And her her daughter was like, well, we've been trying to ask you. I was like, if it was so big, bad, and dangerous, you should have told us you and, have an Avenger. And that's one one little small, that contradiction <laughs> right there, even in the dialogue, mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, in parallel to the overarching narrative, it shows you why that writing was, was bad, even from yeah. the... Because yeah. why would she even say that? You, you, we're we're talking about scientists, geniuses, CEO. You're not supposed to. You, you know that you didn't talk to them about it. You wouldn't talk to them about it. So of course they did this. This is the natural progression of that. I'm sorry, yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I agree. Well, and to build on and, and to build on what you just said on what you guys just said, it it just smacks of '80s movie writing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, you know, oh, you know, well, why didn't you tell us? And then thing happens. And why didn't you tell us? And somebody pops up. And then why didn't you tell us? And then you go, well, you know, we should get going. Like, all these things to distract from the fact that she did not tell these people, however many years it's been since she was in there, she did not tell these people, what is it, five years plus the year that that that, that Aunt Mickey was six years ago. <laughs> Well, this is the thing. At a minimum, this this all went down and that there's this danger lurking in the quantum realm. What what is this thing? kind of important. Where they live through the blimp, Thanos, and all this, and they've experienced big bads. So if there is a big bad that is supposedly on the level of Thanos, you would want to tell an Avenger. Yeah. Hey. If nobody else. Yeah. (laughs) Don't go in there. Yeah. You know. Um, but I, I like, and then our friend, uh, OG Table of Truth member Dwayne, was like, When did the family turn into the Bionic Six? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. Like, I, I really, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, if it wasn't for 
Jonathan Majors, I was really bored because, you know, at the end, I get it. You want to set it up and build up to Kang being this big baddie. But how does he destroy all the Avengers, but Ant-Man is the one that takes him down? Yep. Exactly. And that's that's the part that was, like, weird because you had this thing where it was kind of like, yeah, like you said, one, the daughter's genius out of nowhere after being, like, a punk kid for X amount of time. And mm-hmm. then, and then also, you know, you don't really explain like the same thing with um, with Janet. You know, she was in there for like what thirty years, forty years, something, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So again, PTSD. Yes, of course. Okay, that's that's a good excuse. But like, if she if she just saw like the whole Thanos situation and all that, she could have been like, "Yo," like again, as uh, our our good friend D'Angelo says. One line of dialogue. <laughs> Avengers level threat. You tell an Avenger, even if it's a low level Avenger like Ant Man. I think, and, and I think um, therein lies again going back to the script and the way that things were set up. Act one was completely wasted because yep. we Absolutely. don't, I was gonna we don't get any kind of establishment of a base conflict between these individuals. Oh, everything yes. is hunky dory. Everything is fine. Hope is has stepped in. How does Cassie feel about Hope being her her um, stepmom? I guess. Yeah. And yeah. why hasn't Scott proposed to Hope if everything is going as well as as all this is? You know, is things are portrayed. So there's no initial setup of a conflict that allows Janet to come in and say, yes. um, you know, we might want to think about perhaps. Talk, I want to talk, tell you guys what happened in, in lieu of what happened with Thanos and all the stuff we've been through. I think I should tell you exactly what went down in the quantum realm. I know I've said yeah. nothing until now, but now I need to tell you. Yeah. Then, you then you let Cassie reveal that she's yep. been messing around because now you've established stakes. You've established yep. that. And it's yes. not in a point where, okay, Janet. Or vice versa. Uh, let me let me jump in real quick. Vice or you could have done vice versa. Cassie could have been screwing around the way that she was, and then she goes, "Wait, you did what? You sent a signal? Okay, you really shouldn't have done that because dot 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 dot." Either well, one of those would have worked. Either, yeah, one, either worked. one of those would have worked. But here's a, here, here's a, one more one more one, one yeah. more thing. What was Ant Man's whole motivation for getting back to have a relationship with his daughter? I did not see that throughout the whole film. There wasn't yeah. really no relationship of him trying to be a dad because that yeah, was, right. he was like I he was like in the trailers it fooled me saying I want to reclaim I can give you time back to reclaim with your daughter right I never saw that yes and now yeah. and we didn't know that he was that he was talking to Janet and not to Scott and so that makes it even worse because you're yeah. talking even to the trailer producers keep the way that they could make that work yeah <laughs> because they they saw they were only working with. Probably that was the best material that they were that those producers uh-huh. were to sell uh-huh. the film, and, and you know the the other thing is there's just too many gaps in that act. So by the end of Act One, I was like, okay, this movie cannot be cannot make up for that because yeah. what yeah. did we just see? Like yeah. we saw literally nothing for twenty minutes, mm-hmm. nothing. And then all of a sudden, she's sending signals to the quantum realm. Why? Who are you reaching out to? I wholeheartedly agree with you. Act one was absolutely just a waste of uh, a waste of celluloid. 
It was it, a, yeah. It was a way I don't understand. And this is why I'm saying I don't know what's going on with the that's why when you guys praise Feige, I'm a little bit reluctant to go that route because <laughs> on the end at the end of the day, he made some good decisions at the beginning, but now right. he's fully on board with this kind of let's turn this branded stuff out because how do you see a script like that unless the bosses above him are like, let's just go, this is it. But how do you see that script and not instantly be like, we have a problem? Right. I was also going to say, too, this is the 31st Marvel film since the beginning of all mm-hmm. this, which is wild. Um, but I think that's the, uh, that, that hits it on the, on the nail because, yeah, that first act, like, there was, like, you know, they established the life before. Oh, okay. You know, Paul Rudd's chilling. He's doing his thing. Da 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 da. His his daughter's giving him the business because he's like kind of resting on his laurels and not like being a hero anymore. He's like, yo, man, I saved the universe a couple times. I done my due diligence. Like, I feel like I should be able to chill. But even that aspect of it didn't carry on to the rest of the film. No. Like you said, him him trying to be a better dad, right? He's reading the book to his kid, the kids, the kids all like him. His daughter doesn't like him. So, like, okay, we have a little bit of conflict there. But before we can even dive into it, all of a sudden, hey, we're in the quantum realm now. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and even the, the conflict between Scott and his daughter was written in, the in the, again, the way I've seen scripts. I saw scripts wrote in my second year of, of screenwriting school, which is, and I'm talking about the set first draft, which is, okay, on the one hand, you have his daughter seemingly like she looks up to him. She loves him. She, the stuff that he did, and then the, this was established in the previous two films, his absence was never a problem for her. Now, all of a sudden, right. she is throwing it in his face every time she can get. Where yep. does that come from? Yeah. She turned into like all Where of a sudden like a from? punk. Because like I think she turned into like a punk kid. And then it's funny because... Over the last, say, protester 10... Kid. Yeah, processor kid. In the last, say, 10, 15 years, when they have a white, fem- young female protagonist, they have this type of attitude, which is really weird. And it was, like, in Hunger Games. It was in Divergent. It was in um, Maze Runner. Basically, it was weird because it was, like, a pattern that they had this the same type of attitude. It's kind of like a, a fuck yeah type of attitude, whether it was deserved or not. And you're right. They set up Cassie for two two movies to be like, I idolized my dad. My dad did the best that he could. I respect him. And then all of a sudden, in 20 minutes, they're like, ah, oh, fuck you, dad. Well, yeah, that was, that was a confusing thing. Like, she wanted him to do more. But as, as a superhero, you know, use your powers for good. But using your powers for good takes away from the relationship of you being a dad to your daughter and reclaiming exactly. that time that you lost. So you can't have your cake and eat it both ways. That's the result of bad, like, motivation character motivation yeah I mean, like it's just bad writing i'm like what do you want do you want yep. your dad to be your dad and be present in your life or do you want him to go save the, the world and be this hero because if he's going to be a superhero the whole we understand if you know like spider-man you it, it's going to be a sacrifice it's a sacrifice they were apart for six years she was gone and he was, or yeah, did, did she didn't Hope get them. away, right? He was she, stuck in the quantum realm. That's what it was. He was stuck in the quantum realm. She grew up while during that time. Yep. Yeah. I, I, again, it, it, it's just one thing after the next. And so, marching into the second act, I just knew by the time we got to Kang, it was just a mess. 
you know, yeah. all of this referring to him as him, pronouns without, without, uh, without yeah. I, I was like, man, I wish we had a very long discussion about that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. agreed that we should probably have, it was too bad we couldn't have got met up and went all together and played a drinking game. But how many yeah. times they called Kang him before they yeah. actually said his name? And, yeah. And that was <clears throat> things were okay. Exposition, you're yeah. saying to me how bad this guy is, but mm-hmm. I have not seen it, and yeah. I and I still don't see it. Even if you show the flashback is cheap, because that's one moment where you're showing me him killing a bunch of random whoever and spidering people, whatever yeah. creatures. Okay, yeah. yes, he seems like a maniac, but at the same time. Why is he so dangerous? What 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 was the quantum realm like before Kane? Yeah. To the, the point where you have a situation where a character constantly is being evasive and referring to the to the to the to the main bad guy as him and he at some point in the movie, you kind of think to yourself, well, someone just snatched this woman by the shoulder and asked, who the hell are you talking about? Yeah. And the reason <laughs> they don't is because we're being gimmicked. Because yeah, it, everybody it, it, knows it that bad. Kang is bad. who we're talking about. That was yeah. that was really that was really bad. And really now gimmicked. the producers and the and the Marvel heads have gotten us to this point where they can gimmick the mess out of us and tell us, oh, this is great. This is this is what you want. Yeah. And oh, I think you're gonna refer to him as him, and, and I think you know who he it's, is. It's disrespectful to your viewer. It really yeah, is. And I, and I think, and the one part that I actually I liked the the setup with him and Janet in the conversation and how they like work together and like that whole flashback thing. I thought that part was dope. But like you said, it's the her touching the thing, and then all, all of a sudden we find out he's bad, quote unquote bad. Um, it that just like you said, it cheapened it. And 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 it could have actually been shown more better as opposed to being more exposition, whether he snapped the neck of some random person or or like a, a freedom fighter or whatever it was, like we could have shown that he's a badass. And like we mm. don't we don't see any of that. Where on the flip side, when we saw uh Thanos earlier, when he first introduced, he 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 was whooping people's ass and he showed that he was a badass. Let me let me say this. You know where we saw where we felt the real uh imminent threat of uh, Kang? Loki. Yeah, Loki came back. Absolutely. He was like, yo. He was shook. Shook. That's the feeling when I, I get when I hear about how Kang should be a badass. I didn't get that feeling here in Ant-Man and the Wasp. The only yeah. feeling I got that part was in the trailer when he said, have I killed you before? I'm like, oh. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and that's You can correct me if I'm wrong. That's a line straight from the books and is it not yeah from uh, i think from avengers forever and like yes. it would even i would have i would have even gone with the cheap ploy of showing flashback of kang with you know broken shield broken hammer with the, with the trophy you know, room yeah the trophy room yeah, of all yeah, yeah. like that would have at least give us a little bit more like yo he's already done this before he's killed a bunch of avengers and then blah yeah. blah blah and he doesn't even remember ant-man because he's not he's insignificant because he's so he did know who ant-man was Real quick oh, for ahead. the listeners, in the comics, there's a trophy. There, literally, after he utters that line, asking someone, asking I forget which Avenger, uh, if I've killed you before, he runs into this dialogue. It doesn't matter because I'm probably going to end up killing you again. And 
then he walks them through a trophy room, and the trophy room has Thor's hammer, uh, the cracked uh, shell, uh, the cracked shell of Iron Man's uh, uh, Iron Man's helmet, uh, a broken Captain America shield, and then you get the full view of the room, and it's like Spider Man's mask and all this other stuff, and it's this huge hall that's a tribute to his victories over the over the entire Marvel universe, and the room is covered by the stretched out corpse of uh, of Mr. Fantastic as a banner across the roof of the room. Oh, and it's a huge room. Oh, that's beautiful. But, you know, it, it, again, that is even in the comics showing the breath <clears> of anger. <throat> and if they did that scene after we saw him going ham on a bunch of random people, then that mm-hmm. would have also given Janet the uh, the exact reason not to trust him. She yeah. had... We know that he that she got linked to his neural path to see those images. She didn't say that she was able to understand the context of that of what she saw. She just reacted to it. So right. for all she know, that could have been just like he said. They were trying to attack him, like and, and he was defending himself. And obviously, we know that he was that it is a deeper problem. But that even that explanation was confusing. So who's mm-hmm. the who were the ones? Are you trying to stop your variants? Are they trying to stop you? What's right. happening right so, now? So, so this is the thing I've been getting from uh, Kang. There's two things. Uh, he who remains and the original Kang kind of come off as the good guys in a sense because they're trying Certainly to stop the evil remains, variants. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the second part is what the hell happened to his powers? This dude had like. He was like waving his hand, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, telekinesis, telekinesis. powers, and, and how did that go? Like and none of it, none of it. He used none of it. And then the other thing is, it's the quantum realm. Once you get your machine back on, then that means that you have you are now once again the omnipotent master of space and time. If you if you can't take the empire, why not just what you wouldn't your fail say be okay? One way ticket, boom, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. At least then I can always redo this. I'm the master of, of, of time and space. This is nothing. And I was, thinking that, I was thinking that as well with um, when it came with um, like with Thanos, like when he finally got all the stuff, he just bounced. And yeah. it's like, so same, same thing with him. Like, mm-hmm. yo, he got his core. All right. I put it in my chair and he could have just dipped out. Cam, 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 this, this is the thing I didn't, I didn't understand it, especially in the end. Instead of chasing Scott, his core was right there. He could have just let Scott go back to his room, put the core in the ship and left. Yeah. Like, pride got the better of him. He wanted to stomp Scott out. And I'm like, no, dude, <sighs> you're supposed to be this doc. Look, I, I went ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I went ahead. I went ahead and uh, read about Kane, and this dude is super smart. That he outsmarted Reed Richards, who was filling in as Doctor Doom, and, and his like, ancestor Reed Richards is yeah. his great 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 grandfather. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it, Kang ain't no fool. He's a master <laughs> manipulator. So I didn't understand that motivation. Yes, no. <laughs> I didn't understand that motivation of him like doing this foolish pride thing. Because pride yeah. is above pride. I didn't get yep. that. No, it exactly. was it's what you call um, uh, a terrible writer, um, and, and that's 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 all, that's what it was. It wasn't Kane's fault. It was, it was in, you know, on the paper, and that, and that's where we, that's where you were. Because again, 
and then also not just the writer, the the all those who made the decision to put that out, which is yeah, which is to say that instead of it being like okay, Kang doesn't need to be swatted down, defeated because you have said that this is the overarching antagonist. This is the big bad. So I guarantee you, most people expected Kang to win. Yeah. And at least not lose the way he does, because yeah, then, how can you sell him as this mastermind? When Thanos first encounters the Avengers, the reason Infinity War is so good is because what happens in the first few minutes of that film, he takes down the two characters who had been previously described as what? The Megatong nukes of the Avengers. And he right. takes them down with only two stones, by the way. And mm-hmm. so, boom! Now we and then, see, like, and then and then massacres the Hulk. <laughs> and then, yeah. exactly. hey, 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 we should not talk about how they nerfed the Hulk. Hey, listen, <laughs> that man. wasn't supposed to happen. I'm, well, I'm in agreement with you, but it was what they established. Well, I'm in agreement I, honestly, with you. if you have that, that fight should have been a little bit more. It should have took a little longer than, than, than it does. And, and at least a little bit a little bit bigger. But I, I yeah. agree with that. Thanos needs at least three to four stones to take down a certain oh. variation of the Hulk. Yes, I agree. Uh, and, especially, and especially that variation of Thanos yes. who hasn't who doesn't have all of his mod modded mod, yeah. up powers. Yeah, he, not, he hasn't he hasn't used magic, he hasn't gotten yep. any cybernetic uh, uh modification. Yeah, nah, he's just brute well, physical strength. That's and, it. Yeah. I agree with what the thing because like it goes back to a game where I'm like, say for instance, you know, Kang quote unquote loses. They could have easily done an extra scene where it's like, oh, he comes back because he again he knows what's going to happen, right? So he could he can lose and Ant Man can leave and then all of a sudden, boom, he comes right back because he's time and space, you know, picks up the stuff that he needs and then he comes back. And I thought with the ending of the film when. Uh, when uh, Scott Lang was like, oh, did we win? I think we won, blah, 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 blah. I actually expected Kane to pop back up. Like, yo, man, what's good? Just want to let you know you didn't win. I'll see you later. And then bounce. Like, even that small part, would it would have been cheapened, but it would have actually been like, hey, time and space, dude. You think you won at that particular time, but I'm I'm literally so I can come back ever and mess with you. I don't, oh, think, I don't think Kane is gone, though. I mean, obviously. I mean, he's like not. It. Yeah. He's not. No. And I no. like that. The way he can. I like that tease only because it does it does put you in a broader perspective of who Kang is and yes, the danger absolutely. that he represents. You can't mm-hmm. know when the person can control space and time if you've defeated them. Because who's mm-hmm. to say that you haven't just defeated them in this moment and in this time? Which yes, is the, exactly. The Which if they're, yeah, and if he's the master of all time and space, then he probably saw this coming and has already created a contingency or multiple contingencies yeah. for exactly that moment that he knew this was going to happen. Because and he even isn't there even a line. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there a line in the film where he says, "You view time as linear. I don't." Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does say that. right there. That's your out right there. That's yeah, but they, they don't right follow there. up on that in the film and show us that that's the case with Kane. We don't see him fully using his space time powers. No. And we're told that that's because that, that his machinery doesn't work in the quantum realm. Well, that's a convenient re, uh, excuse for for not being able to when when the quantum realm is not necessarily 
it, it's outside of space and time. But at the mm-hmm. same time, if this person can figure out how to build a machine and manipulate time and space, I don't think he'll have a problem with figuring out the, the quantum verse yeah. at, at, at some point. So, you know, just messy writing from top and, to bottom. And then I think that's the other aspect of it too, where I'm like, yo, like the, the time and space aspect of it is the, is the part you guys are hyping on. We all hate time travel. We know what it is, but like even the way the film ends of just having sowing the seeds of doubt in Scott Lang, but not actually showing that aspect of it again, goes back to what you said that they've been doing a lot of it. They do a lot of exposition without actually showing you anything like Scott could have, Scott could have easily got up, went to the bathroom, put some water on his face, looked into the mirror and then Kang pops up like, what's up dude. And then just, and again, saying like, I could kill you right now, but I don't need to, but I'll see you later. And that part. I'm going to remember this and I'm going to see you later. Yeah. A seed of, think- of dread, a seed of dread, and a tease of aspect of it to give you a little bit more weight. And we talk about this all the time. The yeah, film we- sucked out all of the stakes out of any. No, I was uh, just about feeling. to say, perfect segue, because that that's my probably my biggest gripe is how the sa- the stakes have been sucked out in a number of scenes, but no worse than at the end. Like they're there, they're stuck in the crunk. The, so the the you know, uh, um, Kang has prevented them from going through the portal that they create to have everybody go back home uh, without having to travel through the wormhole of the quantum uh, of the different states of the quantum of the quantum realm. Um, and then, you know, Kang stops them. Portal closes. Beats the crap out of Scott again uh, before the portal closes. The wasp pops up, blasts him with a couple of stingers, okay, and they both take him down. Fine. Crappy as that was, fine. Portal's closed. All of a sudden, you see Cassie typing, and boom, portal's back open. Why did you not just leave them <laughs> in? <laughs> yeah. You can't see what Cam just did, but Cam <laughs> No, but but I think that's um, the thing where we, we if this was so we if this was our favorite show, Young Justice, uh Metreon would come in real quick and be like, Oh, what's going on? Oh, let me pick some a couple things up and pick this up real quick and then deuces I'm out. <laughs> because yeah. he knows he, it's time and space. He doesn't he does not think linear. He's like, Yo, yeah. this is all whatever. And if trying to king that realm, that's exactly how they would show that. They would have been like, he gets he gets, you know, he gets defeated. And then once everyone jumps back out, you just get a quiet room, and all of a sudden Kang shows up, picks up a couple trinkets, stretches a little bit, and then just bounces back up. And then again, well, now the audience knows that. And I think the, the a better ending would have been them being stuck in the quantum realm, uh, Cam's ending of him popping back up somehow, uh, being like, "Oh, you think you you think you beat me? That's cute. So I'm gonna go now, but I'm gonna leave you stuck here, and I'm gonna yeah. make sure you're stuck here." Well, the deleted scene was them getting stranded in the in the uh, quantum realm, but I don't know why it? they changed it. it, 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 it that was stupid. I, it, think it, it I think it should have been Kang popping back up or not even disappearing at all and leaving them. They're like, you know what? I didn't really even need to do this. I built this empire across the last 30 years because literally there was nothing else to do but take over in the quantum realm. Yep, and that's what exactly. I do. So and, and I think that if out, anything, Scott, that way, hold, on, hold on. Now that I have a way out, I'm gonna leave, and my parting gift to you is to leave you stuck here like Janet left me. 
deuces. Oh, I, think that, I think that would have been great. And I think that would have worked way better than what we got. Yes. And, and either that or even just Scott being trapped there. Yes. Even if he yeah. just trapped Scott there. Because we know that this is the third Ant-Man film. We don't expect a fourth now after this. Yeah, yeah, of course. We do expect to see Scott in the continue on in the MCU. So him being trapped in the quantum realm would make sense. Um, yeah. Moving forward. Just one movie. You know what I mean? And yeah. then in, 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 in a post-credit scene, he pops back up in, I don't know, the end of the Marvels or something like that. And he comes back all panicked, like, dude, King the Conqueror, we got to do something. We got to assemble the Avengers. Something, something that yeah. th- that would have linked everything much more in the way of stakes. Can- he comes back and his suit is all tattered and he barely made it back. And there's wires and whatever. Like He had to jury rig something in order to uh, allow his suit to allow him to travel back the long yeah. way. And yeah. also, if something else that occurred to me, Kang could have could have, by way of breaking Scott, could have gone to any point in time, plucked any Cassie at any age, Ooh, and brought her oh. back to him, yes. and murdered her at different ages and stages in her life, repeated multiple times, multiple times, and that would have made man. This is I'm like, and you have an opportunity to make this guy the he's the big bad of the. I was about to say that is that is a supremely Kang thing to do. But if Kang is murdering your child in front of you, for every variant that I find, I'm gonna grab him, bring him here, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna off him. Yeah, I'm gonna go and grab her at her fifth birthday party at that moment. When she's got the cone, and I'll bring her to you right yep. in front of you, and then I I will end her. Then I'll go and get the one, the Sweet Sixteen version, and then I'll go and get the thirtieth version, the one mm-hmm. that that has that's pregnant with your grandchildren. And then and I'll you will see it over and over and over until you bow. Yeah. The cool you thing bow. about that is we saw that when she they were locked up, and he was like, "I can murder her over and over and have you watch." Exactly. But then, but then if he'd have done that, you know, as motivation, it would have changed Scott's behavior, his happy-go-lucky. He might have turned into how Hawkeye turned into this yep. vengeful Avenger. You know what yep. I'm saying? And it would have made sense for Kane to do it. And let me tell you why. Because yep. don't if he had it, and this, again, is just the writing. You kill her when you say that because you can. You can kill her and be yeah. like, look, I killed her. But guess what? She doesn't have to stay dead. I can just go right back to that moment before I twitch my hand and get that Cassie and bring her here. Same difference. Yep. You know, and, and I, and I, to I you, it's the same and difference. And that would have gave a, um, some gravity, one, to the multiverse, because he'd be like, yo, I could go to any multiverse, grab the other Cassies. I'll grab like 10 of them right now. Boom, I just killed all of them in front of your, your Cassie just to let you know that I can't. So now, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Are you going to help me or not? And I think, and, we're, and again, guess what? There, she's not infinite, yep. so she's running out. <laughs> so what's it going to be? Yeah, it would, like Cam said, it would have made not Scott to mention the fact differently. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Not to mention that you have all these incursions that are happening. So the multiverse is actually collapsing in on it. So based on based on his description. 
the multiverse right. is collapsing in on itself. So not only am I taking out all these different versions of Cassie's, but there are Cassie's that are winking out the more time you take to decide what it is you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, show them the graph. So so know, many ways that you could have gone about that and prove yeah. it. Again, stakes. It, it was it just it would have upped the stakes immeasurably. So it was just it it was a lazy it was a, a lazy effort in every aspect. And we talked about this because uh, segue away from just the screenplay and all of its many problems is just certain characters. I mean, yeah. you guys are more Marvel than me, so I'm going to ask you this. What did you feel about Modoc? Uh, <laughs> and his use of the secondary villain as the you know secondary what? villain. Didn't care. Okay. Yeah, I would say, you know what? I actually liked the way they got to Modoc. I thought that was interesting. At least it gave it some type of a thread to get yes. there. Mm-hmm. But the use of the character, the the, the Disney fight of, of a villain. Hey, let's give him some type of a. Oh my God, I was so you know I was. What am I supposed to do? I got to do something, and now now I'm going to do something good to redeem myself. Like that. Yeah, he has he has the Disney villain the redemption arc was in the, in the last in like two minutes time. He has the Disney the Disney villain crisis the DSC. He gets hit <laughs> with it, and and as soon as he gets hit with it. He's all of a sudden stupid, and he attacks Kane. Jeez, yeah, for some cheap laughs, and like, and and it was funny. Not not to say it wasn't, but it was just cheap. And then, especially for someone like a character like uh, yeah. Modok, who is a solid B level villain. Like he does some pretty big stuff. He's not on your A list, whatever. But he's something that's actually pretty interesting enough that they've done solid villain work with. It was kind of a cheap thing. Like it, it was. I almost would have wished they would have done what they did with the rest of the characters in there. A bunch of throwaway characters that had nothing to do with anything and they just made them up. Oh, some random freedom fighter woman. Oh, black dude that can read minds. Oh, some jellyfish thingy. Like all the sub characters that were introduced that were quote unquote brand new, they were all just like meh. Like you didn't care about any of them. There's not what, much. What, what was the reason for Bill Murray's character? Like the no reason at all. It was a Bill Murray cameo. That's all it was. And again. The more of these films that they make, the more, the more people now have to admit that Martin Scorsese is right and was right. I'm not saying that he's right entirely that he that he should chuck them from cinema, but as far as these movies being made like an amusement park, that's yeah. exactly what we're getting and what we've been getting for the last two phases. Yo, Marvel is turning into the Madden John Madden franchise, dude. Ooh. Yeah, I can see that. I could definitely because I mean, I was more just struck by like, I think even like you know, I've seen parallels with Love and Thunder where like they went too slapsticky, where it's like, mm. yo, we know, we like, yo, you you guys can actually tell a good story. We know this. We've you've seen it. But like now, it's almost like you're really lowering the bar as much as you can. Throwing as much jokes as in it, keep it like friendly, friendly, and blah blah, with a hint of a story, but not really. And it's like, dude, like. We've been rocking with you for this long. The majority of people that are watching your films have watched out of the 30 films, has probably watched at least 10. So yeah. you don't have to you don't have to really insult our intelligence or same with the like with the multiverse type stuff. It was like, yo, people watch Rick and Morty. So we like people have an understanding of what the, a, a multiverse is. So you don't have to treat us like we're idiots. And I think and a I lot of times, was, oh go ahead, sorry. 
And I, and I was going to say on top of that was, you know, when I was watching it, that was the thing that I was seeing. I was like, oh, hey, look, it's resistance fighters fighting against the big bad. Oh, hey, there's the Empire. Here's the, the, the like, I'm sitting there seeing all these familiar tropes. And we didn't really need any of that. Like, yeah. we have this interesting big bad that, like, to your point, like, if he did have his, um, his time traveling powers and he just took, like, again, if you don't want to do, you don't want to kill a bunch of kids. Tassie was in her twenties or something like that. Take a bunch of them and snap her, snap all the necks at the same time, and be like, "No, dog, not, I'm not for the play play." Like just, just to establish where we're at. You know? I agree. And one thing, this is slightly related to what you just said. It should be worth noting that it coincident. Incidentally, the writer of the movie did Rick and Morty and all this stuff, but Rick and Morty. The Rick Sanchez character is loosely based on mad scientist like Kang the Conqueror. Like yep. he, mm-hmm. he's that is one of the main influences of Rick and the Council of Ricks. The Council of Kings came first, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. If yeah, I'm pretty sure totally. the Council of Kings came first. And so, I would say even with that, like the thing I was noticing, um, again, I was going back to like a lot of small stuff, like again, I, I Angelo's voice is in my head when he says one line of dialogue. I was uh even in the cutscene when they had the cancel of Kangs, you see three variations of them. they don't mention each other by name, they don't say anything like that. It's interesting right. because they could have they could have easily walked in and been like, yo, um, you know, Crimson whatever, or hey, Ramatut, or hey, whatever, he who uh who he who remains was killed. Now Kang has been killed. That's two out of our most powerful variants. We need to get together and get our shit together. And like yeah. Even you you learned more about Kang's and Loki and him talking like that one scene where they talked about we all got together, we started fighting each other, and when some of us died, some of us didn't. You learned more in that small scene in Loki than you ever learned in the actual uh, Ant-Man movie. Where like mm. they didn't they didn't say like all they said was like, yo, I got tossed out because I was the most radical, blah, 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 blah. But they didn't but he didn't say I got tossed out by my other variants. I'm the I'm the I'm the better one of the ones that are over here. Like they could have added that line of dialogue, but at least would have give you a little bit more level of gravity. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want, maybe maybe I should look at it like this. Is uh, the Ant-Man movie supposed to be the introduction and how we find out about Kane? Like, does it explain or will Loki be the show that gives us more background? Because the first instance that we find about Kane is in Loki, especially in the season. Right. That was the first introduction of Loki. I mean, yeah. excuse me, of mm-hmm. Kane. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I don't think, I don't think, uh, Ant-Man is the proper we're looking at Ant-Man as like, oh, this is the introduction to Kang. I'm like, no, I'm gonna look at Loki because yeah. that's why I was first introduced to Oh, him. absolutely. No, yeah, I don't I don't think it's I think that's a I think that might be a slightly the premise of which that comes, I think we more so should be looking at this as a continuation, one developing, one building toward the next. So Loki was the introduction, like you pointed out. Mm-hmm to this character to this 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 person that exists in the Marvel universe that has created what we learn in Loki he created the TVA he um he obviously was the one that kidnapped uh uh Ro, Ravina Ro, you you know him Google's Wait, character yeah and obviously I'm not going to spoil it but those two Kang and her have a history in the comics, a deep history. Sure. So I'm yep. sure they're gonna they're gonna follow up on that. I'm I'm almost positive they are. I know Jonathan Majors is hoping they do. 
but we'll talk offline about his. But all seriousness, that is that's so all of the that is a, it's a building from one. It's supposed to be a narrative building block, like one scene. Scene A builds to scene B builds to scene C. Loki builds to Ant-Man builds to Loki season two builds to whatever, whatever. Then boom, Kang Dynasty. So we're, mm-hmm. you know, I think what they, they they were right to do what I thought they failed with Thanos, which is Thanos should have been developed over time in those other movies and, and appeared at least once or twice in a in a like in Guardians. I love the way he appeared in guard in the first Guardians movie. I was like, boom, that's perfect. That's the perfect use of Thanos. Mm-hmm. Showing that he is the big bad that's running these other villains. <laughs> like like he's the one. And and they did and that was great. But then we get nothing from him except for our at the end of the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, when he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. I was excited about it. I was like, okay, we're going to see in different cut uh, mid-credit scenes, oh, he's gone after the this this stone, and he's gotten this stone. But obviously their plan was to have him, his story play out in Infinity War with it being about him gathering the stones. And that worked out. But I think with with Kang, they're trying to develop him as this big bad that is touching a different, a lot of different aspects um, at, in multiple different ways. And you can't just do that by putting him in the, 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 the last uh, movie or Avengers movie or whatever. So I think the Kang version that we see in Kang dynasty will be radically different than the one that we saw in Ant-Man. And that one, will hopefully be the one that's more and, to the Yeah, the, I agree. Um, I think and I think that's the one thing I would say like if the one thing that I liked about Loki and from all the shows that I had it was the better ones um but the the best part about it was Loki was shook. Like he once he started yes. to see the gravity of it and I'd like that like you know Jonathan Majors played uh he remains the way that he was like look I'm the better alternative. I you think I'm bad. I'm just over here just right. trying to keep the peace. But if I go, shit's go, shit, it's all bad. And when that happens, and he gives her choices, right? He he yep. tells her, he's like, yo, if you off me, I'm just letting you you can you can either take over the TVA in my stead, and I'll just go exploring and doing whatever, and the TVA can continue, or you off me and you unleash everybody else that's worse than me. Yep. Your I choice. like that. And I think that was and a he was like, way to I don't go. know what's going to happen. And I don't care what, what happens because at the end of the day, and so this is something I want to point out. I rewatched the episode the other day and he points out, even if you kill me, I'll just end up right back here. Mm-hmm. So, and he there gave you her, you know, the, this is all happened before and will happen again. Like a version of that is what I took away from that. Yeah. And so, yeah, he was like, it doesn't really matter. What you yeah, because he knows in all of the infinite probable choices that him, Nathaniel Richards, the one that's that became he who remains, will always mm-hmm. make those same choices. So yeah. it doesn't yep. matter. No matter what, he will always make those same choices that will always yep. lead him there. So now, 
So now I say I'll go back into the, the other random characters they introduced, and it literally was random. Like, there were just a grab bag of stereotype characters they threw in, in there. It was just like, <laughs> hey, let me get the, you know, the buff chick that's the, the freedom fighter. And like, oh, random black guy that just reads minds. And so it's like, yeah, don't it, was, broccoli it was, head. oh, broccoli head, Jesus. It was just one broccoli of those things where I'm awesome. like, Stop it. Hey, hey, production design, production design was really well done. That's the one thing I would Broccoli say. Head was dope as the all star the, of that movie. Yeah, all the designs that they did for this was actually <laughs> I enjoyed it. They did some real. I, I'm I'm curious for the art book, but again, when you go back to the story aspect of things, it was just like, yeah, we had cool. Did he add to the story? No, he didn't. You know, and even the the quote unquote freedom fighters, they were there, but what did they do more than just like be you know just be there? And so, and then to Cam's credit, talking about the wasp, like she was kind of there, but she was more like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, mom, why didn't you tell us? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> I, I, I'd rather have seen Kane come in scorched earth to justify the threat level because kill off Scott's daughter, trap them in the quantum realm as a revenge, go have a post credit scene, mid credit scene of him entering a realm and just you know, doing some damage. And even even like, if he would have scorched Earth of uh, in the quantum realm, like just killed everybody yeah. there. Like like he finally got his powers back and he killed everybody there. And here's my second question. Here's what I would have done. Act, act one, if, not even act one. The 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 prologue to the film would have been, you know, everyday life is happening. The Avengers are out avenging or whatever. Kang pulls up and offs all of them. You don't even know what you're looking at. Um, except that you realize that Iron Man is dead and Captain America is no longer no no longer active active combatant. So you make sure that those two are in it. People dressed up as doesn't even have to be them. Doesn't have to be Downey Jr. and uh, and and uh, Chris Evans. But there is a version, a variant of Captain America, a variant of Iron Man. Kang pulls up and offs all of them. One fell swoop, huge. Five minute battle sequence because he doesn't. He's not just going off him and nothing, you know, and, and not take a couple of blows. And then, you know, he he um and as he's leaving, he prunes that time period, and then bounces. Then you open up with the movie, you know, and as he's leaving, then you can have him. Something happens with his ship, like his 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 time machine. His time machine. His uh his ship is damaged. His multiversal ship is damaged. And he lands in the quantum realm. And that's when you have him meet Janet. Then you can go off from there. So it establishes threat. It establishes how he landed in the quantum realm. It dovetails right into what they wrote for the movie. Yeah. And also, to I me, that's easy piece. To add to that, with Janet not knowing any of that, it creates what the Hitchcockian suspense, which what most people forget. Mm-hmm. Suspense is not jump scares or you know, ooh, eerie music. Suspense is when you give the audience more information than the protagonist has or the characters have. Does that right? does that qualify as Chekhov's gun? No, Chekhov's gun is when you say something's going to happen and then you later show it or, you know, you establish something. Like, for example, so basically Chekhov's gun would be, okay, you have a gun in this scene. At some point, someone's going to use that gun because you put it in. Right. The so you, it's going to be used. That's what check right. gun basically. Okay. Is. All right. I see so the difference. So yeah. it's, 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 it'll be like, okay, um, 
in the I don't know I, I don't want to do it for Ant Man three because it's such a terrible uh, terribly written uh, film, but you know there's they you see that a lot um, in uh, in stories where um, you that you've shown something the the wall for example in Game of Thrones um, and the constant talk about it holding strong and not being and being something that would that would prevent the white walkers from entering the realm. That was kind of the Chekhov's gun. So eventually you expected mm. something to happen at the wall in which the wall would come down at the mercy of the, of the white, white walkers. Because yeah. obviously you okay. All right. I see um, the difference. Yeah. Can I, can I ask a question real quick? Who, who 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 are the Avengers now, and where the fuck were they at? <laughs> this whole movie. <laughs> well, Not that it was important, but like there was no reference of an Avengers anywhere in that world. In <laughs> um, in which were in which world? Ant Man. Oh, in Ant Man's world, like because there's no unofficially retired, right, and scattered to boot, right. So there's no official yeah. team yet. Yeah. Uh, new new Avenger, newly established Avengers team. They're well, they're Scott all still believes he's an Avenger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course, and I think that was, a, and that was like the 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 ask the the slapstick the slapstick part of it, right? Like he's still an Avenger, quote unquote. But you're right, there there was no a stat. Like again, this goes back to uh, D'Angelo says it again, one line of dialogue, <laughs> where like it literally could have been as he's walking down that street, he was like, "Yo, I just got back from a meeting. It was blah 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 blah. You know, the Avengers are still around, but we were all doing our own thing, and that that establishes that the Avengers are around." As of right now, well, all I thought he could have just been like there when his daughter started getting on him about being an Avenger. He could be like he could have been like I'm barely an Avenger anymore. There's not even the headquarters. It's under. It's in the Atlantic Ocean. What are you talking about? Right, right, right. The right. fact that Thanos destroyed it. So you know the Avengers is not really even a thing right now. Well, they're they're, they're setting us up for Riri, Ironheart, and Miss Marvel, and all these new characters, which I don't care. Well, I think you. And I think to go one step further, you can even you, you, it, it's one of two things. Either you you do like D'Angelo was saying, like you know you you do realize that Avengers headquarters, like Avengers compound, has been destroyed. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Like we're 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 kind of done. We're kind of done for a moment, you know, or we're on hiatus or something like that. Or you could have gone the other route, which is. Whichever heroes are still active, you know, you you have you know a brief moment where they're off a little, a little side mission that they just complete at the beginning of the movie, and then they split off together. Like, all right, guys, you know, like and, like and, just a, and yeah, and they did, that, and they, they did that with Guardians too as well. We're like, right, at the beginning yeah. of it, so all yeah. the Guardians with Thor, they they like, hey, this is what we've been doing so far. There's but there's a, there's some threats. Right. We're going yeah. this way, you're going that way. Good good stuff, you know. It could they could have yeah. had banner drop off Ant Man in in San Francisco or some shit like that, like something, you something know, very there, simple. There's tons of ways that. that you could have. There's tons of ways that you could have gone with that, but I think Justice League, the the animated series, does it best. Where you know time has passed from last episode to the current one, and in the opening episode, they're dealing with whatever threat, and now you see them coalesce as a team. They're practically talking shop while they're stopping a thing from happening. Batman and Superman are like, hey, you know, uh, don't forget, you have that date with Lois today. Oh, man, today's the fifth? Oh, get, get, thanks, dude. Like, I almost forgot. Punch is bad guy. <laughs> yeah, because it comes down to that human, that very human experience. If you yes. use that into the characters, then you have, you have something a little bit more. And I just thought about, you know, 
why why was it that Cassie immediately turns on her machine and boom, Kang is able to pull them? Was he waiting there the whole time? And so the, then here's another thing. Waiting for 30 years. Why not why not have <laughs> why not have Kang send SOSs and them pick up the SOS and then that leads to her wanting to build something and then that leads to Janet being like oh no 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 let's and, have and a conversation honestly, and you know, the all that he needs yeah but they established that was Modoc that was the one that that, that that received the message and sent them out and that 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 yeah, it was did. like a he said that like a really like offhand comment which it's made again yeah. silly oh because, you know what you're right he did yeah. say that and, and this because I but was, it was so offhand everything it's not weird that you exactly missed. exactly and it's, again you don't need modok there at all like you could have really, <laughs> you could easily just took him out threw in some random henchmen blah 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 yada 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 and i think again it goes back to just not really establishing like what is this like if this if this whole vehicle was to show that Kang is a badass, they failed miserably. Oh yeah. And, and props to Jonathan Majors for taking what he did have and turning it into something like you said, like Cam said, it was Othello in a Marvel movie. <laughs> the one thing I think he did, the one the strength of his performance was he showed the potential menace that Kang can be if he's written yes. in a in in a smart way that develops him and makes sense for the rest of the world he was sinister he was he was menacing he had a calm about him that made that lured you in like with janet and it could be deceptive and even when he was found out he didn't he wasn't uh he wasn't like trying to hide it from her he was just like yo i got a greater mission you know it's like he is the he is the typical mad scientist genius that does not have any scruples about the work that he's doing. He has none. Mm -hmm. And if it means murdering an entire timeline to achieve his next experiment, then that's what he'll do. And I I think that's the thing where, like, again, it was for props to majors of bringing that aspect of it. Because I think there was a part, the part where she finds out that he's basically quote unquote the villain. He didn't flinch. He just chilled. He was like, "Look." He was like, "Well, he was, yeah." <laughs> I mean, you said you want to leave, so come with me. I'll bring you back to your daughter, and you good. So, Ooh, what, what, what wait, we doing? Was, what was the line? He was like, "Who is Kang? What do you need? Who I need to be?" I thought that was cool. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because and yeah. I, and that was that was a great moment, and uh, again. That's that's those are the moments that made the the film strong, you know. Yeah, and I think um, you know there there were a couple of things that you could tell Jonathan Majors was infusing into into that into that character. Um, there was a lot of there was just tons of menace, man. Like that's the word that keeps coming to mind. And I think you know just a little bit of you know that that dude from around the way. Uh, when I when I said it when I said it to uh, OG. Uh, Table of Truth member uh, Dwayne, he threw up a gif of Debo, <laughs> but it was just the unbeatable that that dude from around the way who just who who just was bad for bad sake. He didn't have any motivation except to just cause chaos and just yeah. be that dude to just infuse fear 
into everyone that he whose path he crossed. Well, and the thing about Kang, Kang did have motivation. He just knew his variance. Was he did, yes, yes. What I'm saying, but you can tell that it was some of it was just I'm doing this because I can. Yeah, and I think that's the thing where it's like I like that you know he was again his motivation was like my variants are worse than me in different ways. And I like that that mm-hmm. aspect of it. And we've been talking about this before. Disney has a villain problem, right? They always nerf them. They give them souls or whatever dumb shit. They're not chaos for just chaos reasons. We're not getting a Joker-like character, a Nolan Joker in the MCU. You know, a Nolan Joker is pure chaos. Like, that's his motivation. That's all it is. But every every villain that, that gets into this uh, the Disney Marvel has to always have some type of a core bad blah 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 it's like right. you know if for, for kang to do that doing bad, bad thing for a good reason exactly where it's like even with thanos like i actually like psycho uh, sociopath thanos thanos in the comics is i'm in love with death i'm trying to win her favor so i'm and gonna do wild shit that's all yeah. i want to do and he's and a sociopath death, <laughs> yes. the, yeah. the one yeah. in the films was a sociopath comic thanos exactly. was a straight psychopath Yes. And he gets curved, and, and in the comics, it's a, a continuing theme. He gets curved by death every time. Like there's a one of my and favorites is when death. Back. Yep, and death death actually chooses Deadpool, and he's like, "This dude out of what I've I've murdered mil- trillions of people, and you choose this dude." And death just like shrugs, and then walks right to Deadpool. <laughs> Wait, is, it, is, it, that to is it just to mess with him, right? Because yeah, he, just like, to mess with. Him. Was, that was the whole thing Whoa. and Thanos wins was like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like you did all this. I don't care. Like I'm does not care I'm, at all. I'm death. Like it's yep. <laughs> does it wait, but is it the 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 wedding bride version of death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It hurts. It's it's a twist of the knife, but that, but that's the theme that I like about you know, oh, the that's comics great. is Thanos is trying to win the love that he's never gonna get. And he yeah. does all yeah. these things, and he still doesn't do it, and he still keeps going back. He dies. He comes back. He still tries. He goes crazy. Which is hilarious. Because and he still tries. He still loses. And I guess if you look at him, I love how younger Thanos was like, screw this. I'm, I'm not chasing her anymore. If this yeah. is what it takes, then if this is what it sense. takes to, get your, to win your affections, I got to go. I'll find yeah. another woman. <laughs> when you look at the villainy, it kind of makes sense metaphorically. Thanos is as a godlike creature figure. He right. death doesn't come easy for a bit of an, an individual like that, you know. So it, even when you think about it as a sort of metaphoric thing, it it works completely. But getting back to the film for a moment and with with Kang, therein lies what we had again had the problem with the villain is that. Not only does he not exude any, he exudes the menace, but you're not having, you're not showing him being menacing. And yeah. I know this is Ant-Man's film, but that doesn't mean he needs to win. Like win yes. is, is, is a broad, broad kind of definition. Like, you know, to me, since, since Cassie was, was all on top of Scott the whole time and riding him for no reason, given in the narrative um but if you wanted to keep with that take scott away so now she understands the sacrifice that comes with that life with mm. with, with, with chasing mm. trying yep. to to do battle with these quote-unquote super villains these individuals who are not 
don't have the same moral or ethic code that their their superhero counterparts has that would have made up for some of the crap that we had to put up with because then you see okay no matter what they did they couldn't beat this dude and it's gonna take more mm-hmm. than just an ant-man and and the genius of hank pym and and janice van dyme and 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 um and hope van dyme you know it's gonna take more than just them it's gonna take mm-hmm. the avengers but we didn't get right. that we saw that he could be stymied by Ant-Man. And I don't even say that as in Ant-Man is such a joke, but at the same time, Ant-Man is positioned as the joke of the Avengers. And we can't get Mm -hmm. around that. You know, even Mm -hmm. next, he's even made the butt of the joke for Spider-Man in favor of Spider-Man, you know? So at the end of the day, that cannot stand. This and I like cannot defeat the quote unquote big bad. How do yeah. we take him serious as a threat after this? And I and I agree with that because that was the thing that I like. Like again, we go back to you know one line of dialogue where like you're right when he said I'll even rem- I've killed so many Avengers I don't even remember you. And like again, not showing that aspect of that was a miss was a misstep because it goes back to like you said weak writing where like they gave there was ample opportunity for them to actually come in and and show. That you know, show not tell that Kang is a menace, and so they they and they skipped over it every single time for like you know subplots of like yeah, him and his daughter sort of kind of not really. Hey, Janet's over here, you know, blah 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 blah. So it was just one of those things where it's like many opportunities for them to not 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 go this route, and they ended up doing it, and that goes back to lazy writing. Um, all right, so to to wrap it up. How are we feeling? You know, the next movie is, is Guardians of the Galaxy. We've already we, we that's a whole another conversation. I think we'll we'll table that for the next episode from our reactions to the trailers. But how are we feeling in general now that we've seen this iteration of Kang? And what do we think? What do we what do we think going forward? I, I think that's that's the like now that we've seen Kang, he's been introduced, quote unquote, as the big bad. Where 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 do we go from here? Uh, I will say when Josh eventually sees these movies. He's gonna give me an honest opinion of if I need to spend money or wait on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. Facts, big facts. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh, um, I think we're gonna see the acting range of Jonathan Majors in full in full mass. Um, I think that hopefully um, the writers will figure out how to infuse stakes into these things and not just rely on the big bad as, as villain, as, as, as antagonist, um, uh, being the one to sort of push the, push the hero narrative, you know, into a, into a corner like it did in Ant-Man. Like it just, you know, it kind of just, it really didn't, it pushed it to, into a corner it didn't need to be in because of how because of the themes that they that they try to keep uh, carrying over from the other films, and you know D'Angelo put it perfectly. He's the joke of the Avengers. You know he's the he's the the court jester after a fashion. Not to say that he you know isn't significant or doesn't have uh, a role to play, but his role to play is clearly comic relief. 
But Rocket and Ra- so, exactly because you know, Rocket Raccoon literally tapped him on the head and said, "Do you want to go to space, little doggy? I'll take you to space. I'll take you to space." <laughs> Forgot about that. That was dope. This is, this is what I'm saying. So you know, um, I think it was an odd choice to, to debut the character in Ant Man, but you know, all right, fine, he's here. Um, and I think going forward, I think we're going to see, hopefully, a little bit more in the way of stakes, a little bit more in the way of a threat, in a little bit more in the way of, you know, weight to not only the character, but what he, what his, uh, what his emergence, well, what their, emer- the, their the different Kangs, what their emergence will mean for, uh, for the Marvel Universe. Um, and I think the post credit scene with uh, with Loki, seeing him as Victor Timely, that probably is the beginning of that. Um, but the only place that, that, to be fair, the only place that that threat was fleshed out was in Loki. And it was in, you know, the last uh, half of that episode where they encounter He Who Remains. Um, and you got way more explanation in a half an hour show than you did in a two-hour Ant-Man movie, with like somebody else pointed out earlier. So, you know, I'm a little concerned, but, you know, I think they'll pull it out in the end. I think it'll dovetail the way it's supposed to. Hopefully, you know, uh, they they figure out what they need to figure out so that uh, everything dovetails the way it needs to in Kang Dynasty. They've done it before. Um, I just hope they can do it again. Mm-hmm. And Angelo? Um, sorry, that's not a good sign. Going back to that point about him and Loki, we saw the consequences of his activities throughout the Loki series and mm-hmm. the stakes that they raised. After all, again, he we learned that he that he plucked um say her name again the characters Ray, Rowena is it Rovina Ravina Rowena Ravenclaw Renslayer yeah Renslayer yeah um I'm Ravenclaw. The Harry Potter witch um um <sighs> no uh so Renslayer so Judge Renslayer we learned that he he had plucked for we don't know why but for whatever reason he plucked her from her job as a school principal and put her in charge of the TVA. So his activities throughout that series, even though we don't see them until the very end, are felt. You know, we feel the stakes, right. we feel what he did and what it cost a lot of people. Even the the the, the female Loki, he ruined her life. So we got that. But as far as to answer your question about going forward. And about the what I feel about the Guardians, um, this film in a in the string of the previous three or four films has confirmed something in me that I hoped wouldn't be, which is Marvel is on a cruise control that is going to be hard. They're on a path that's going to be hard for a road for it's going to be hard for them to step out. Josh is more optimistic about them supposedly getting it right. I have no 
expectations for them anymore. They are in the same level as any other film or anything else. Their 20 years of whatever means nothing to me anymore because these last few films have shown nothing but pure laziness and and a utter disrespect for the people who have wasted who have spent that same amount of time investing in following these stories. Now all of a sudden we're getting these less than subpar stories that just happen to still look good and have the right casting, but they are just mm-hmm. as bad badly told stories as some of the DC films that people tear apart all the time. So going forward, I don't think the Guardians are going to be any any better. I would I will hope that I'm pleasantly surprised if I happen to see it. But I'm at the point where Marvel has lost pretty much most of its credibility with me. And so now it's ha- it's going to be on them to rebuild it. I'm not giving them any kind of inch, nothing. Like it's now it's it, when you actually you'll see when you ask me what I graded this film. Yeah, and I think that's that I was going to say from same as well, where like, you know, I've I've been reading these stories since I was five, six, something like that. And so, you know, here I am, 40 plus year year old, now seeing everything on the live screen and on the big screen and seeing fumble, especially last. I would say, yeah, this this past phase has been a big fumble from the TV shows, Mm -hmm. the movies and all that. They have a couple bright spots, but in general, they got they lost part that was kind of cool about the first two phases yo telling a good story it goes back to really basics and then and they've now gotten to the point where they've drank their own kool-aid where they're like yo we could do anything and i'm like ah not really (laughs) and you're you're really showing that some oscar nominations and we've we've broken the box office uh 20 times over and it's like Okay, yeah, these are things to be proud of, but that doesn't mean that everything you're not King Midas. Everything you touching right. is not is not gold. So yeah. we need some effort and some some a legit. Because for me, movie tickets are too <laughs> movie tickets are too expensive to be fucking around with all yeah. the, the, with yeah. this crap. I agree. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I went today. I, I went today. I actually watched today, and it was about I think after you know taxes and whatnot. It was like about twenty bucks. And, and this is non, you know, non matinee. I'm, I live in New York City, that kind of stuff. When I was in the Burbs, you know, I can get the five dollar, uh, you know, Tuesday Tuesday special or whatever. But you're right. At this point, we're at, we're at a level now where we're like, what are you, what are we doing here? You know, you've 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 done right. it. You've given us thirty plus films, and you know, we'll say we'll be conservative and say one third were great films, like fun to watch, entertaining. All that there's a third that are like okay cool these are fine and now we have a now we're we're getting to a good point where the third are just not good in terms of good bad writing or hokey writing you know really uh, shaky stories you know we're there the because we like unwatchable yeah. because honestly I tried to rewatch mm-hmm. Thor and I could not I tried to rewatch I've tried to rewatch I haven't tried to rewatch Wakanda forever I am going to try to rewatch that. I don't see myself ever trying to rewatch this. Um, Doctor Strange, I rewatched once. And then after that, I was like, man, I can't I can't redo this. I can't. That's a different that's a different space than where I was with Marvel previously. I mean, I can rewatch several films of their films over and over and not get tired. 
but yeah. not anymore. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're you're 100 right. Not I I, re- right. I yeah. rewatched uh, Ragnarok a couple times. I rewatched Winter Soldier a couple times. Civil War a couple times. And uh, but yeah, I think they're now. And then that was the other thing I I took away from the film too is they were really bringing the bar down low to what they were catering to. And I was sitting next to a couple kids, kids in the left, adults to the right. And the kids, you know, I was kind of gauging their reactions, and it was actually kind of cool. At least, at least they were engaged and they were into it, and they were like, they knew who was there. They were kind of picking pieces out. So I was like, okay, cool. That at least that aspect of it is still there, which I think is dope. But you're right; like they're starting to, and this now gives a little bit more leeway to Gun going over to DC. That's what Dan said. I was like, look, we now have 30 films of Marvel to not do. <laughs> so we are a little bit more fresh. Where we okay, we can just start from where we want to, and that gives us carte to blanche to just try to start something different. Now, will he be able to pull it, it off? Ooh, who knows? He has, he has his opening. That's the key mm-hmm. component here. Yep. He has exactly. his opening. He you also know, has, timing has not I mean, been better. What was that, Daniel? I was saying he also has less formulaic restrictions on what yes. he can allow his filmmakers and the writers and the people to do with these characters. They don't have to be all one way, the way yeah. that Marvel stuff is, they they yeah. can be different and multi and and not just with the. I wish God, I wish they would just call it DC multiverse instead of, but else yeah. world, the yeah, 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 yeah. worlds, you know, with the Batman trilogy that Matt Reeves yep. is doing, it's yep. gonna yeah. be brilliant because you have a for the first time a, a Batman franchise that's focused on the noir, hard nose gumshoe detective aspect of Batman, which allows you to tell that story. Then you can have the the regular DCE, which is going to be brave and bold. Yes. More focused on his family. And And honestly, and that's actually, that's a better way to go about it because the one thing I would say in the comic books from Marvel versus DC is DC did a really good job of letting people play in in their sandbox and not letting that affect the main thing. So it's like, right. hey, I got this really, I got this really good idea for Batman. It, you know, he does this crazy thing, blah 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 blah. They're like, oh, here's a little section. Go go ham, but it doesn't affect our main joint, and you have yeah, a much. That's on Earth Earth thirty two or exactly. Earth exactly. That's right. what I was explaining to someone the other day. I was like, DC's multiverse has always been more comprehensive than Marvel's because yeah. whenever Marvel does a multiversal thing in the comics, it's always to try to read do their canon to, to yep. try to mm-hmm. do, do things and make it all across the board. Whereas DC, the Batman who laughs, that's earth something, something, something that has nothing to do with yep. earth one or, or the prime earth or whatever. Prime. Yeah. And, yeah. and DC fans understand it. And that's why I was, I said the, the, the thing that the Snyder verse version of that missed out on is the op is the fact that DC has such a great, comprehensive understanding of how their multiverse works yeah. and now yeah. the gun understands that and you're seeing it uh, again we're gonna have more than one batman and who knows cavill may return as as superman yeah. because yeah. dc has that apparatus already built in and you can do it right. and it makes sense whereas marvel had three different Peters in one movie call it the multiverse and every version of dr strange looked like uh um, um, the actor Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, so how do you explain that? That yeah. that's cutting against your mythology. 
if there's three, if in all the other multiverses, you can potentially have a Peter Parker that looks like this guy and then look like that guy. And then in this one, but in every multiverse, they all the Stephen Stranges look like him. A slight variation. And I think that's the thing where, you know, another uh, podcast, the guy was kind of saying the same thing. It was like, when you do inter- uh, add in a multiverse, there really is no rules. Like you can literally just, someone dies, you can just pull them in and, and put them somewhere else. They had in the what if situation when they had the what if uh, the zombie joint. And, you know, in the end of, in the, end of the whole thing, you know, Black Widow's uh, jumps into a, a, an, a, into a, a multiverse that that Black Widow had died. And so, like now that now that Black Widows from another multiverse hops into it, so you really at the end of the day, there's really is no stakes. And we've always talked about this as a continuous theme through all of our pods. Anytime we talk about Marvel movies, is the stakes. And because there is no stakes, this is the reason why we're getting to that level of fatigue. We're like, now mm-hmm. I actually feel the fatigue. Ten movies ago, I was like, yo, I'm still in. Now I'm like, oh man, we got in a way of just telling a good story. Um, yeah, I mean, so, to add to that. Endgame, for example, I like Endgame. It's a good movie, but I don't like Endgame as a sto- as a part of a continuous story because it did everything that had yeah. happened in the previous film that actually yeah. mattered. Yeah, with the exception of with the exception of Black Widow, and that was the one thing that stuck. Yeah, but beyond that, you negated. So that's the reason why in Endgame Thanos is no longer threatening. He doesn't feel. So, hold on. Are you think, are you, so is that to suggest that you think that uh, that the half of the universe that died should have stayed dead? Whoa, you're asking. You're asking me that. Before I'm asking you, you want me to? You just want me to say that out loud on the I podcast? Really you I really, really do. I really, really do. I will indulge you because I'm feeling like I'm feeling in a very good mood. So I'll say this, people: <laughs> Yes, half of the Marvel universe should stay dead. Yeah, yeah. I, and and my honestly, guy, my guy. I would say, my guy I, would say I would say at the very least. Um, they should have left Gamora dead because at least that would have at least added a little bit more gravity to it. Like they yeah. killed, they killed Black Widow. Cool. They killed Gamora. Oh shit, that was actually a big deal. They didn't need to bring right. her another version of her back because it just cheapened the, the of Thanos killing. And like back to what you said, now they've undone everything that was heavy because that was the one thing when we were working at Marvel and Infinity War came out. I was explaining to my bosses, I'm like, yo, you guys just gave Black America a superhero. And then you killed him in the next film. And I was like, and I was like, and it was funny because like I never thought about that until I started to talk to other people that don't read the comics at all. And they were like, yo, they just killed Black Panther. Of course, he's not dead. <laughs> right. But people that don't ask, but there's like there was real stakes. And then all of a sudden in Infinity War, they bring it all back. Now, again, doesn't cheap in that moment. We all thought the moment was dope and all the circles come through and everybody comes out. That was dope. But you're right. It, it gave a level of like cheapness where it's just like, yo, Infinity War was real fucking stakes. Like we didn't know who was going to make it and who didn't. Like Peter Parker, like I was like, oh, shit, they fucking killed Spider-Man. Like yeah. I, I was actually shocked. And but, if anything, mm-hmm. they overdid it with the with the Avengers B team and underdid it with the main folks. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of them survived. hundred percent. They were yeah, the story. They were what the franchise was built around. Yep. So if yep. you mm-hmm. had, if you had off a few of them. Yep. And then I let agree. 
T'Challa, left a few of them, so they step into the 100%. role that they left out, then you could have worked away with bringing some mm-hmm. of them back and leaving them dead. But you yeah. overdo it. You yeah. overdid it and you killed all the ones. So now you got to bring half of them back because you don't have no franchise after that. Yep. Exactly. Right. And I think that that they it would have been better if they would have killed, you know, murked off a of Thor or murked off like and I you know what I actually like Thor's arc of being depressed and all that, but like take yeah, they should have cut out Tony or they should have you know saying kill a cap or something like that. And like yeah. right, those, these little aspects of like from that main core, if they would have cut like three of them, that would have actually been better. But you're right, I think at the end of the day, Marvel's still at the same spot that we always talk about. They've nerfed their villains, they have no stakes. And now they're 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 off playing with our intelligence power. They're like lowering the, the the lower bar so down, like with the slap sticky and stuff. And it's like again, Rick and Morty. Mad people watch Rick and Morty. They understand the multiverse, so you don't have to explain that shit to, to, to us. So now just do a good story within the multiverse, and we all get it. Um, but at the risk of like beating the dead horse, we'll we'll end it there. <laughs> and um, but hopefully you guys. Like what we were talking about, you know, we we're uh, we just we just ran it for about uh fifty minutes about how bad it was. D, uh, D wants to put in one one word right before I before I sign it off. Go ahead, D. I would be remiss if I did not say out loud on this podcast what I gave this film, and because I we've graded other Marvel films, right? You're right, you're right. right? Everybody, everybody drops sure. the grades. D, your start. You're gonna go first. Go ahead. Okay. okay, so I will go first because I probably graded it the worst other than Cam because he, he's the, okay. <laughs> Initially, I gave it a four and a half out of ten, but then I thought back on it and the screenplay offended me so much that I knocked that half a point off. So this is the first Marvel film that I have solidly given a four out of ten. Those four points are all for Jonathan Majors. I couldn't give it five because then that would look like it was split down. Nah, that four is for Jonathan Majors. That's 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 pretty much it. Four out of ten for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. I think that's the first Marvel film I've gone that low on. Uh, Go ahead, Josh. Um, Same reasoning, though not as harsh. Um, I gave it a six out of ten. And all six of those are for Jonathan Major. He propped up this movie heavy. Um, I like the production design. So, yeah, I guess all six aren't for Jonathan Major. Uh, I like the production design. Although one of the big flaws that I subtracted for is the fact that this is the first time that I've seen a movie filmed in the void where people weren't reacting to their environment, you know, and sort of playing with the idea that they're in the space. Yeah. There was there was definitely, like you tell Michelle Pfeiffer, for example, she her reactions were not natural. Not not that I've seen, you know, having seen Michelle Pfeiffer thirty year acting career at this point, you know, um it, it didn't seem like she was reacting to, you know, that's happening over there. There's this huge landscape over there. Um and there was there were a couple of them that didn't there were a couple of scenes where every act could probably pluck out one scene where most of the primary actors did not react to the void naturally. Jonathan Major did everything perfect. Like I, I can never ask for more from from him in this film. So I'm not even talking about him. But all the other players definitely acted as though they hadn't been in the void before and were still acting like they were in a small sound sound stage. Little things here and there that you could pick up. Um 
Overall, I, I don't think it deserves more than a six out of ten, and that's being generous. And that's being wildly generous, in my opinion. Uh, I will. Uh, I confess, I'm not coming to this decision lightly. I will. Uh, I'll give it a five, five out of ten, and uh, mm. that that means that Captain Marvel is actually better than this film. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know what? I oh had to laugh at that because if any yep. all of those all of you been following this our podcast, I know how much Cam hates Mar- uh Captain Marvel, so that just made me I'm, I you know I'm remiss because I am the, the, the script is so bad and the story is so all over the place. Where at uh like I give it. I give it four for Jonathan Majors. I give it a one, an extra one for the production design because the production design is really fucking dope. Like legit, all the car- uh, aliens and stuff, the the storyboarding, the freaking um, the concept design of it. I freaking love Kang's like whole armor and his whole jang, super dope. But like, yo, this it just at the end, I was just like, oh, Captain Marvel's better than this. This is so bad. I'm re- I'm gonna have to watch Captain Marvel again. My next final word, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and tell you. Why I think this, but that's where I'm at. Cam, come come in with come in with the heat so we can wrap this up. <laughs> Give it what it deserves, Cam. <laughs> Give it what it deserves. Give it what it deserves. Uh, I'm we're, we're generous over here. This movie was a hot pack of ass. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Uh <laughs> yeah, I rank it up there with Captain Marvel, the Black Widow movie. Um, and the reason there's multiple reasons, it's unfair to this movie, but it is what it is, is because one. I paid good money to see this, which D has explicitly um, put out there. Like Marvel, to me, is turning into the John Madden franchises because there's no competition. They are not put in a position to create and write better stories that are engaging, like in their first two phases. Um, second of all, I, I was bored. Like I didn't care too much, and there were so many things left. Um, I don't want to say in question, but they didn't make sense. Like I said. The, the main character whole motivation was to recapture his relationship with his daughter. And I felt that was missing. The title was misleading. The trailer is misleading, but I mean, it is a trailer, which is cool. But in this aspect, I think it kind of just threw me off. Um, there's just things in this, this story that just didn't, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and like, I just was uninterested. I was very bored. And credit to Jonathan Majors for doing the most he could with the script. And I, my three points is all to him. Um, it's it's a fun movie for folks that don't care. It's not as invested. Um, and I'm not as invested in Marvel because, again, I've, we've seen 31 movies, give or take a few. And I'm a little jaded in that aspect. If I came in this fresh, like, oh, this is my fifth Marvel movie. Maybe I'd be a little bit more optimistic about my score. But the fact is that I've I've seen enough to know this is not quality um it's not like a terrible movie it's just in the hierarchy and the pantheon of marvel films this ain't one that's a great point it, yeah. it, i think it would have worked yeah. if it were not called if it were not a mcu film <laughs> it would have been just another run of the mill superhero versus yeah. and, and it would have been fine but because of all those other things, you, that's a great point. Yeah, it's connected to a bigger scope, and it's got to be harshly graded in that fashion. Um, for I mean, again, if you're not us, 
and coming from the outside, or you have some, I don't know, you have to be a certain type of uh, movie viewer to appreciate this movie a little bit more, in my opinion. But I, we're, we're invested in the Marvel franchise so deep. We have to look at it in a critical lens, and that's why I give it a three. Yeah, three, three nice. and a half. We yeah. are the initiated. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's true, though. But I think, I think you know, again, like I've been reading these stories since I was five, or basically since I could read. And so now here we are seeing what we got. You're like, yo, man, you've taken us up to the mountaintops, and you, yeah, I'm, I'm curious how you're going to get back because I, I just don't know what, where we're like. This, these, this, this past arc hasn't been too great. And um, maybe we're a little bit too spoiled. Maybe we do need competition. Like you said, at the Madden franchise where there's no um, freaking NFL 2K that to, to keep Madden actually working on making better games, but Marvel's in that space. So hopefully Gunn can, can come in and, um, and give them a run for their money because they definitely need it. They, they need competition right now at this point because they, 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 they legit just picking dudes off uh, from a bus stop to write movies now and, and give them multi-million dollar things. And literally, that, that ain't like, it. That ain't like, it. Literally, they just, <laughs> it's like, if, if, if that's the case, then you should have, they should be like, okay, send us your best spec scripts, writers all over, the, all over the world. Yep. And we'll 100%. take the, the best one because that's 100%. really what is like, 100%. that's what they did with this. Dog, if they ever like, do that. A script sent into a submitted to a writing contest and not a very good one at that. And and got got in. And the only reason it won is because they're they're they are married to an executive who knows <laughs> somebody who knew somebody. Back. Because this that script was the worst that Marvel has ever produced. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, we're gonna leave it from there. We'll roll the music, roll the credits. One last one last note. Go ahead, Paul. This, okay, this, go, Paul. this go ahead, pod is probably torpedoed all any ambitions that we ever had of working with Marvel ever again. <laughs> <laughs> probably. That's but good, you though. Know what? Good. We, have, we all have to make our <laughs> sacrifices. Exactly. My, my line has been drawn. And then next time Cam gets called, hey, uh, you want to work on, you know, Howard Duck? Yo, fellas, I got to go. <laughs> I want you on that, on that podcast. <laughs> no, that was my variant. No. no. <laughs> From 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 another no. universe, another universe. I love you guys. I love everything you've done. That was Cam with the yeah, K. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. That's Cam with the K. <laughs> but yeah, um, yo, if you you've, you've uh, rocked with this far, you know what it is. Um, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace. Later.